sometimes when you're reading Pokemon descriptions, as you get farther along, you can sort of see like where the designers look to their six-year-old kid and ask, hey, what do you think of this? <laughs> and then they just give them the suggestion. Yeah, he's smarter than a supercomputer, Dad. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Generation 4 is right around the corner with a jam-packed update, and we learned more about Meltan this week as we're preparing for Beldum Community Day on this episode of GoCast. Hey, and welcome to episode 16 of the GoCast podcast. It's October 13th. I'm your host, Chris, and this week I'm joined by Kyle. Hiya. And no Ness today. She's sitting this one out. But you know what? That's not going to stop us from recording because there is... Oh, so very much to talk about that happened this week. I know normally we talk about how there's a lot of news, but I kind of wish that in the previous week I hadn't talked about how much news there was so that when I say that there's so much news this week, it would actually sound like it's different because <laughs> every week more. is a lot of news. But this it's week, true. it's just a little different. It's a mega amount of news. And we're going to get to all the stuff I know that you guys probably already know about. And I, I just realized that I might have alluded to something that isn't in the news at all. I said mega amount of news. Me- mega is not mega evolution is not in the news. Just to clear the air right there. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll get to all of those news tidbits in just a little bit here. And I'll tell you how we're going to approach that when we get there. But first, Kyle, let's talk about what happened in your week. And before you do, let me remind you of what your goal was. Shall I? Because I wrote it down. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your your goal, your only solitary goal for this past week, Kyle, was to clean out your Pokemon storage. Now, <laughs> did that happen? Look, okay? <laughs> I'm a failure. Oh, come on. It's been a little bit of a slower week for me. Okay. I totally did clean out my Pokemon storage. I evolved everything I had. Sure, sure. I was down like to 650 space like taken up and now i have 40 free spaces you have 40 free spaces yeah i have 1050 out of 1100 right now oh my god really well your your backspace is not maxed out yet not quite no okay and do you intend to do that anytime soon um every time i buy a box or whatever i throw the spare coins that i get into my one of my storages to expand it yeah so not in an immediate hurry but it happens okay I expanded my my inventory, my item inventory the last week when I bought raid passes because I was at like 600 Pokeballs and I didn't want to get rid of any of them. <laughs> I am so surprised that you ran out of space that quickly. You said it was a slow week. So did you get out and play a lot or? No, I did not play very much. But like every time I did go out, I made sure I was using my plus just so I could like catch anything that was nearby around me. Okay. And that's about it. But I didn't get a chance to like actually go out and actively play this week. I did get really lucky. And on my way to picking up some lunch while I was at work, I caught a shiny drowsy. So that was exciting. Your holiday ham. <laughs> You're going to keep calling it that. It, it does. I mean, okay. So true. in the text thread that the three of us have going on, Ness said that it looked like a holiday. Was it a holiday ham or a, yeah. a Thanksgiving or something like that? And she's right. It does. I can't. I can't help it. It's better than... 
I don't know anything else pink colored I could call it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, shiny Moltres is the raw chicken. You know what I mean? So you can't really yeah. call shiny drowsy a raw chicken as well. So holiday ham just sticks in my brain. Okay. He's he's the holiday ham. I caught one. <laughs> Not the shiny I wanted, but you know what? More shinies are always good. It's a shiny. So it as counts. long as I can get a shiny ghastly if he ever comes by. Um it's all I ever hold want. Your breath, man. It might it might actually will be, be at the end of this month. So how was your week, though? So it was pretty OK. Pokemon Go wise, <laughs> it was fantastic. I had a I had a really great week. So my goal this week was to hit two million experience and catch a shiny drowsy of my own. And at the buzzer, I mean, literally like a few hours ago, I caught my shiny drowsy. I almost didn't do it. And if I hadn't had gone and like gotten up extra early this morning and gone out with the intention of playing a bunch just to you know get a couple hours in of playing because all week it's been pretty it's been pretty crazy been doing a lot of driving doing a lot of stuff at work been pretty busy so i didn't have a lot of time to play here or there everywhere enjoy the events and stuff like that so today i was like gosh darn it i'm gonna go out and play and i'm so happy i did caught my own my very own holiday ham and i just don't want to evolve them because i love shiny drowsy so much why why would i ever want to oh absolutely shiny drowsy over shiny hypno yeah, if I had a second one, maybe. But he's 89 CP. He has <laughs> really bad IVs, and I love him. <laughs> oh, I great. won't even check the IVs when I get a, like a random don't shiny. Want to know? You're just like I'm never going to battle no, it's with just, you. You're it's just okay. You're stay. just you're here to exist, and that's all. And that's absolutely fine. My goal of hitting two million experience, I'm shy of it by like about 120,000. Which uh, two of my ultra friendships that popped this week got botched. I, I mishandled them because they were with inactive players and I eventually just gave up the ghost and didn't wait for them to, you know, send me a gift. And I kind of gave up and just sent them gifts. And then I tried to be really vigilant about catching their friendship upgrade when it came through in order to pop a lucky egg. And both of them did it at the same time when I let my guard down after like five days of waiting. And so I'm short my 100K. But uh, Kyle and I will be best friends in two days, two right? Yeah. Two days. So on Monday on monday which is oh kyle you didn't mention oh i totally did forget that that happened yes. this week so all three of us all three of us got deoxys raid passes yep so we're all going on monday to well ness and i are going to one raid and kyle is going to his raid but it's nice because the raid actually works out for you right yeah i got really lucky like chris sent me a text saying hey look what i got do you think you'll be able to make it? And it's like right in the middle of my work day. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, not really. And then I opened my game and found out that I had an invite to one that starts like 40 minutes before I start working that day. And I'm like, I can't go, but I got this. So it's all good. Yes. So we're all we're all going. Um, I think we're inviting Terry Wolf to come with to our raid as well. That's happening. Like it's like it's late. Ours is late. It's like four p.m. I think four p.m. Starts at 4 yes, p.m. Yeah, like four four thirty to five or something like that. Yeah, it's it's late. I've never been to one that late. The only ones I've ever been to have been at like one p.m. or something like that. So this is kind of wild for me, but I'm not complaining. So I'm going with one Monday morning at like ten thirty in the morning. With Terry Wolf as well in Woodstock, and then later on that afternoon, he's coming. You're with gonna us. be busy. I'm really excited for Monday. So we'll all be getting our Deoxys on Monday. Granted, we all catch him. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Don't want to catch our Deoxys before the 
before the catch. <laughs> Don't count your noodle arms before you have them. Uh, <laughs> yes, but you can't stop me from looking forward to my noodle arms, Kyle. Yes. You just can't. Um, so, yeah, we're really we're really excited about that. So uh, this isn't going to be in the news, but, yeah, new we don't really don't call out when EX raid passes go out in waves because it happens every two weeks. And that's not really super notable. We kind of like to keep our news to the most notable stuff as possible and talk about those things. But this is notable and outside of our regular news section here that this raid pass wave went out and a couple of them went out a day early and it was botched again. And then the next day, they sent out a whole new wave. I think it was on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Something like that? I'm pretty sure I received them on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah. Maybe it was Tuesday. It, it, sometime during this past week. Anyway, they all went out correctly. So if you got a raid pass for Deoxys, don't worry. It's not like last time. If you're having flashbacks to two weeks ago where they all got messed up and you showed up to a Magikarp raid instead, like, don't worry about it. This should be all set, all good. I mean, of course keep us updated if that's not the case and we'll do the same with you guys on our twitter and facebook feeds but it, this one should be good to go so that that's that's really exciting yeah so i guess we could just probably roll right into the actual news proper so the news is pretty jam-packed we're gonna do this in reverse order we're gonna do the most exciting stuff kind of last and we're just gonna get through some of the other things that we just like need to talk about really quick up front so, as such, everybody knows Kyle and mine's opinion on Meltan. <laughs> so, let's talk about the new Meltan information. There was two videos that came out in regards to Meltan. Kyle, did you watch both of them or just one I of did. them? Or? I, I checked out both of them. Okay. So, the first one, there's this cute cinematic video of a bunch of Meltan kind of running around somebody's house that looks like it's in France or something like that. And at the end, it implies that a bunch of Meltan huddled together turned into something bigger, which is like an, a Meltan evolution or whatever. Maybe it's like Zygarde and it's just bits and pieces. But it's I think it's a really as much as I don't care for Meltan, he's growing on me. And I think that this cinematic video made him very cute. It characterized him pretty well. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. OK. So. All right. So uh, yeah, <laughs> what, what did you what do you think of that video in general? I feel like. They're trying really hard to make people like him. So, and you're a living proof of that. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I do, I do react to the effort that they're putting into that. I think that they're, they're trying to make him really adorable. When he, when he blinks his eye, it turns into, you know, like the, the upside down curve, whatever you want to call that. Well, yeah. Like so, a very anime. Yeah. Very anime chibi thing. look. Yeah, sure. And so hey, it, that works with, I mean, Pokemon is a very anime thing. I know, but like, it doesn't, I'm just, I'm going to call back to it one time. It doesn't fit with how he looks or it looks, I guess we can say. Sure. It, sure. it feels very strange to see it like blink its eye and it get deformed. Yeah, I suppose. And I'm just like, I'm going to hold out till we see whatever that evolution was. The shadow in the, in the trailer reminded me of Gorlock, Gorlurk, Golurk. Yeah, Golurk. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh -huh. a you know, big golem ghost type Pokemon. But it still has that weird looking hex nut. So Yeah, but it was like spinning and stuff. It looked really yeah. rad. So there's possibility there. Somebody said on social media that it looked like a Meltan that was on the shoulders of a Regirock. That's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a little bit similar similar vein to I'm okay with a, that. Golurk. 
If we just put a saddle on Regirock and put Melton on the back of it, I would suddenly be okay with both of those Pokemon. <laughs> That's no. one way to fix both. Anyway, so the second video, it was episode two of The Two Professors, Meltan and the Mystery Box. Ooh. All right, so in this video, and I, I pulled these bullet points from the GoHub article, uh, which we'll link in our show notes. But Willow and Oak talk about a mystery box that doesn't work for Oak, but when it is opened by Willow, and this is implying that this is in Pokemon Go instead of Let's Go, because both of their art styles and both of these characters are basically analogies for the narrative of those two different games. We talked about this like last week or whenever we talked about the first episode. Maybe that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago now. It might even be yeah. three. Here's the Spark Notes version of what we talked about. Oak and Willow are represented in different art styles. Willow is in Pokemon Go, like the full flesh 3D model thing. And Oak is a very like... 2d animated almost animated like yeah which is what the uh let's go art style is going to be so basically the two of them represent the two franchises having a dialogue and that's what this whole thing is basically about is cross promotion so they're talking about it oak is like i have this box i'm crazy it doesn't work there's a hunk of rusty metal inside that matches the dna or makeup chemical makeup of meltan and willow without stopping to ask how he knows that says huh you should send that to me and oak's like that's what i thought you'd say willow my boy you know and then freeze frame a second later willow's got the box and he opens it and then he looks around and there's Meltan all over the place, like literally all over the place. And he's like, oh, this is wild. And Oak's like, huh? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then the box closes and that's where we're left. And Oak's like, oh, yeah, no, that just kind of happens. And Willow's <laughs> like, you could have warned me. <laughs> just poking fun of that Professor Oak being senile bit. <laughs> Yeah, I love how much fun they have with Oak being kind of just like a really kind of off the rails crazy professor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we that's that's part of him that we love, you know? I mean, yeah. without him, I, I doubt that he'd be giving 10-year-olds free monsters to run around the wild with without that aspect of him and stuff. But sometimes it's it's both endearing and the most frustrating thing at the same time. But anyway, here's what came with all of this information that we got from this. So there's going to be a mystery box that's essential to catching Meltan. A mystery box is obtained by sending a Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, or Let's Go Eevee. You will get a mystery box for the first time that you send a Pokemon that is from Pokemon Go to Let's Go. So if you send one over, the first time you send a Weedle from Pokemon Go to your Let's Go game, you, it will return to you a mystery box which is the mystery box that we saw in that original promotion. God, how long ago is that now? I don't even remember. Like six months ago? Maybe longer than that? No, 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 no. no. Like three months ago. A certain amount of time ago. I want to say it was like two or three months ago. But yeah, we can do insert X value for time it actually was. You can also get a mystery box for sending Pokemon to a friend's Nintendo Switch game. But you can only have one mystery box at a time in your inventory, which is interesting. Meltan will begin to appear once a mystery box is opened in Pokemon Go. But be careful, they'll only appear for the player that opened the mystery box. So it's similar to an incense. And then Meltan will be all over the place like those mini dudes, just like we had at the end of the community day, this last one. We can expect some new Meltan themed special research coming to Pokemon Go this winter. And that's pretty much all the information that they gave us. 
But there's more to glean from this. And, you know, maybe you know where I'm going with this, Kyle. But that evolution at the end of that video. I mean, if there's going to be a ton of Meltan spawning from a mystery box, the special research definitely has to be after the Let's Go games come out. It has to be like if you catch, you know, 25 Meltan, then you have an encounter with the actual mythical one. Right. Or something like Mm -hmm. that. Right. When does Let's Go come out? It's it's really November soon, 12th. isn't it? November 12th. Okay. Yeah. So in about a month from now. I'm a little <laughs> trying to put aside the dislike for Meltan. I think this is interesting promotion, but the cynical part of my brain also just sees microtransaction because you have to trade a Pokemon in order to get Meltan. Mm-hmm. All I see is people who want to play Pokemon Go now have to play let's go or have to know somebody with let's go and i get it that's that's nintendo's business model that's always been pokemon's business model right it's just a bit of a bummer and maybe there will be a mechanic for people inside pokemon go maybe they have to catch a lot more maybe the steps will be do this or this where it's like catch 25 and trade a pokemon with a friend in let's go or whatever or do this other thing that's going to be like monumental and very difficult to do i think it's going to be kept strictly to the interaction personally Uh, yeah okay that's that's fair i would feel much more negatively about this aspect of this entire meltan experience if it only worked with your copy with one copy of let's go the fact that it works with somebody else's makes this seem a lot more friendly to me that is that is definitely an amazing thing they're gonna do because i'm not gonna get let's go let's i'm just gonna be honest i may get it eventually okay but i don't need to play through generation one again unless the game is mind-blowing so you're gonna come over and because we're, we're gonna have two copies we're gonna have a copy of each yeah so, so i'll just, just i'll just be piggyback, yeah. piggybacking yeah we'll just have a day where all of us actually work through our special research together and yeah yeah it'll be fun we'll make a make a day out of it <laughs> but just i think that that sort of interaction and planning is what they want people to do they want people to come together even if this is a console game like this you know inside your house they want it to be like have your friends come over and then like half of you can be playing go at the same time that somebody's playing let's go like it'll be fun we can do things together blah 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 so that's meltan stuff for you this is only episode two it kind of implies there's going to be more episodes i'm hoping at the very least because i'm kind of in love with their interaction because willow was like half in awe of professor oak and half just humoring him yeah he's like oh my god it's professor oak and he's like oh no it's professor oak yeah (laughs) yeah it's a bit ridiculous but you know what else is ridiculous kyle we had this small little event that went down okay the event itself isn't ridiculous but the fact that we had yet another event is ridiculous it was a great event. I'm, of course, talking about this female Pokemon event that happened out of nowhere. Absolutely out of nowhere. It was Thursday afternoon. It was 3 p.m. for us. And I was walking around a park after work for like 20 minutes. And then the clock struck 3 o'clock. My game locked up. I restarted it really fast. And I hopped in and I got this update for this female Pokemon event, which is really rad. And I like looked through all the event information. I'm like, what's going to be? This is going to be all weekend. Like, this will be pretty fun to do this weekend. It was October nope. 11th through October 12th from 3 p.m. to 3 p.m., a 24-hour window. And it was to celebrate October 11th being International Day of the Girl Child. 
which I don't really know a lot about, but it's basically like International Girl Day was what it was kind of being celebrated as on social media, especially around this event. Actual details of this like day, I'm sure a little bit more specific than that. But people were treating it as basically International Day of the Girl, which is really rad. Uh, so other things that happened on this day during this event. So Shiny Nidoran Female. That entire line was featured and was out in force. And what's notable about this is that this is the first time shiny evolved forms could be encountered in the wild, which is pretty cool. And there were a couple of other notable spawns, including Love Disc, Snubble, Pikachu, and then Wobbuffet. The female version has (laughs) lipstick. (laughs) We all just kind of call it Mrs. Wobbuffet because it's really, it's really great. It's great. It's, it's just. (laughs) There's nothing bad to say about it. It's just great. There's not. I know it's fantastic. And what's really great is that in your nearby list and in the game, the female forms and the male forms spawn with their differences. So there was all these Wobbuffet with lipstick on, just like standing around in groups, yeah. just and like the, talking. The Pikachus with heart-shaped tails, yeah. which I'm sure everybody's probably tired of seeing, considering we just had another mini event of Pikachus. That's true. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, I'm going to circle back really quick to the to the weekend review, because even though Ness isn't here, I just want to share with you guys. She had this goal of catching her own shiny and she did. She caught a shiny hat Pikachu. And I just wanted to share that with you guys because she was really jazzed about We're it. We're all about completing goals here. So, yeah. All right. So. <laughs> so, yeah, this female event was it was a cool event. My only gripe was that it was only 24 hours and we had no preparation for it. And not only that, the 24 hours was on a Thursday afternoon through like a Friday morning. Well, I I have one more gripe with it, though. Okay, go ahead. It was in the middle of Psychic Event Week, which we have already lost two days of because of the Pikachu event the previous weekend. So I guess so. Just, you know, it was a nine day event and effectively three of them were eaten up by other spawns kind of felt bad. To be fair, nine days for a psychic increased event is a bit much to begin with. Like, I'm already kind of fed up with... I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. But I haven't found enough Ralts to evolve a Gardevoir, let alone save for a Gallade. So... Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to go out as much as I wanted this week, but... Yeah, maybe I have like 90 candy towards Gardevoir, and that's it. Feels bad. You could do some more raiding. You could pump some rare candy into it. No. (laughs) My rare candy is going to be going towards Pokemon that need it. Meltan? No. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's going to be Depending. super overpowered. You it's never possible. know. I, I don't think so. Mythical Pokemon are rarely overpowered. But he also might be the only one that actually gets an evolution in you know the history of Mythical Pokemon. So, Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. See, he dragged us back in. We stopped talking about, about Meltan, and he just pulled us right back in. This cute little... Hex nuthead that you're just not a fan of. No, I'm not. It's okay, though. It's okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. So are, are you ready for, for the big news of the week, Kyle? Oh, yeah. All right. So listeners, hold, hold on to your hats because this is probably why you're listening to any podcast this week at all. You want to hear people talk about this because Generation 4 is like almost here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just about here and and all the stuff is starting to be added to the game there's all these teasers and stuff like that i'm getting ahead of myself let's break this down the first big thing was uh, that there was a generation four Sinnoh teaser and this kind of came with a bunch of small little aspects to it so there's a brand new trailer it's showing turtwig 
Chimchar, and Piplup out in the wild. And it's really rad. I think it's really cool. It was too short for my liking. Yeah, but I mean, it was a teaser. That's that's the den- that's, that's the definition there. They showed Turtwig's head, his little like <laughs> his little like twigs on his head. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. Nobody knows what that is. If you don't know, already know what it is. They showed Chimchar waking up in a cave alone. Poor guy. Smeagol vibes all over the place. And then like a bunch of Piplups swimming underneath some icebergs. I don't know. I was expecting like a bigger like reveal like the turtwig like unearthing himself and like chimchar coming out of like the cave into like the sunlight and like piplup like jumping out of like a seal hole or whatever i mean it is the teaser as opposed to like release type trailer you know yeah but in the past two days also on their social media they've been putting these things up like there's been sightings of this pokemon yeah, and and they like I saw that have, the one the first one they did was pictures of the icebergs and stuff from the teaser trailer of piplup and they go to describe piplup and they just did one like less than an hour ago for chimchar as well so i mean this psychic event is ending tomorrow kyle yep it is so what do we think is going to happen after it ends i mean i'm considering we're exactly halfway through the month i'm still expecting a halloween announcement hopefully with some of the Gen 4 Halloween themed Pokemon. I'm still holding out. Why would they hint just the starters if they weren't going to release the starters? Uh, but I mean, like, even if they do, starters tend to be more rare in the wild. So it yeah. seems like they definitely are going to come out, but it seems like a we- weird event to have happen. Yeah. I say that with emphasis that it's probably not going to be a real event. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they'll just like pop up for a little while or maybe like just for a few days or something like that. Or I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping that they kind of do it in a really more structured, relevant way. Like I would be way more okay with the ghosts coming out, like you said, than maybe the starters right now. On an aside, though, which one's your favorite Gen 4 starter? Oh, um, <laughs> it's Chimchar. Ah. Are you a Piplup guy? I am a Piplup guy. That's love fair. Piplup. Now, note that there's almost... Uh, we could be wrong, but I, I have never met a Turtwig person in my life. <laughs> not one. That's not to say Turtwig isn't great, because amongst... Uh, Turtwig is better than Chikorita. Can we can we agree on that? Yes, definitely okay. better. Turtwig is pretty cool. The only problem with Turtwig is that Torterra is kind of weird. I don't... I think Torterra is cool. With I mean, the, with the tree growing out of one side of its shell and all that, I I like I like Turtwig more than I like Chimchar. Okay, hey, so you know, we're all entitled to our own opinions, as wrong as they may be. <laughs> that's uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, in addition to this trailer that that we're talking about, there's some interesting new information that they put out in an article that came with all this stuff. They posted this on the Pokemon website, then the Pokemon Go Live stuff, and then there's a really great write up on go ahead that we'll link to in our notes section but here's some information regarding some game mechanics and balancing so cp values will be adjusted going forward to improve game balance which has basically thrown the internet into a frenzy people that collect novelty cps like triple six or um you know 10 cp of whatever uh people like to collect these things they like 1234 cps stuff like that they're like kind of upset about it to be completely honest a perfect 3100 iv espion i have one of those i think it's great <laughs> but <laughs> i understand why people will be upset to those people like i understand take screenshots 
I'm sorry, but this is going to be better for the game. I don't know. How do you feel about the CP values? Like, are you are you upset about this in any way? Are you excited for like a shakeup that might be happening? Or um, I'm not upset in the slightest. It, okay. I think it can only be good. Well, you know, hold that back, actually, because who knows how they actually will end up doing it. It has a high chance to be good. Okay. Well, here, here are some details about they kind of give some hints about how they might be going about doing this. So we know that CP values will be adjusted, right? Yes. Um, but here's what they had to say about it. So HP values will be adjusted to close the gap between Pokemon with high and low HP, which basically just means that if the range from high and low HP at any given level is like, let's just say it was like 70 to 300 right now for some reason, it'd be more like 150 to 250. It's just like a, a narrower window because right now it varies all over the place, which is based on, you know, HP totals from the game. So that's fine. Those HP totals in the main series games that this game mirrors are OK because speed and held items and all these other aspects of that battle system take all that stuff into account for balance. And don't forget there's two different types of defenses and two different types of attacks in the main series right. game. Right. Too. It's endlessly more complicated and more fun or less fun depending on the type of game player you are but for pokemon go players that have never played a main series game that's the reason why there's such a huge discrepancy in hp values and why there's just even a meta tier list in the first place not to say that there isn't a meta tier list for the video game series because there is but in pokemon go it's pretty clear which ones are like way better by like a huge margin than others Additionally, Pokemon defense and stamina values will be rebalanced, allowing Pokemon with high defensive stats to be valued by outlasting opponents in battle rather than these Pokemon merely taking too long to defeat. I don't really know what that means. Okay, thank God, because I didn't either. Okay. <laughs> I was reading this earlier and I was just like, but aren't those the same things? Right. Yeah, it's valuable by outlasting opponents in battle rather than Pokemon merely taking too long to defeat. Like, uh, those are the same thing to me. Yeah, I mean, is the only thing I can think of is it's going to be more valuable to have like an anchor on your team, somebody with high defense that can still fight as opposed to something yeah. that's just going to sit there and eventually die after like two minutes. I guess so. Um, but this is a hmm. weird one that I definitely will need to see what happens. Right. Or just have somebody like, you know, talk to Hanky on an airplane again and be like, hey, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Maybe the next one, there, there's an additional thing about defense values. So defense values have also been slightly reduced for most Pokemon. Changes like these will help narrow the gap between Pokemon with the highest defensive stats and other Pokemon. So all in all, okay, so here here's what they're trying to say, right? I mean, this is the only thing they could be saying, that they want to make the defensive Pokemon and Pokemon with high HP instead of just only defenders like a Blissey or an Agron that people use just because auto fill puts it in there for raids because it has high defense but does like no damage that those things will have more use they'll do more damage so we might see a comeback for pokemon that have otherwise been labeled as useless like the reggies or maybe even my beloved suicune <laughs> no uh oh come on um, man probably not suicune i could see the reggies potentially well suicune has really high base defense that's one of the reasons uh, why he doesn't uh, translate so well into Pokemon Go? I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm a little okay indifferent about this because like the rebalancing is good. It keeps even if it's not needed, it helps keep things fresh. 
but this is definitely needed. For sure. I think the real problem, though, comes in the nature of gym defense, which this will probably not change. But hopefully it will have a positive impact on rating and, you know, offensive use for these Pokemon. Yeah, so I, I don't think this is going to make defensive options that you would have put into a gym any worse unless they change up gym in general or battle in general, which they might be. They might do something. They might be doing some of the CP rebalancing in anticipation of PvP, right? But as far as gym defense goes, it'll probably be a similar tier list to the way that it currently is right now, but it might shake up the attacker list it might make some defensive heavy ones have higher cp moving forward so that'll be good um in addition to all the cp rebalancing stuff all the stuff that's happening with that moving forward the weather feature will have a reduced effect on the rate at which pokemon appear as you explore a given area you will notice a greater variety of pokemon species will appear over time and in different rates and in certain areas, such as parks and nature reserves, they will now contain more varied Pokemon species. So the weather feature will have a reduced effect. So I think it shouldn't change up what you would expect in any given place or biome too drastically, but just like kind of influence slightly what will and will not spawn. I think this one's an interesting change overall because weather effects are cool. That was one of the changes they added within the last year, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, I think year or two. I think it came out with season, not Um, season. I think generation three. Yeah, okay. So it's been like a little over a year. It was just a really cool thing. It helps, you know, boost the rates of different types of Pokemon. So it's kind of a shame to see it cut back. But it's too early to tell on that because the increased variety of Pokemon species spawns could very well compensate for that completely. Yeah, I think the thing is, is like... So, for example, uh, at my work, when it's raining, all the spawns change from what they currently are to things that are like it's basically just things that would spawn in rain. It's bugs. It's electrikes. It's plus and minins and stuff like that. And that's cool. But I think they would much rather have like common Pokemon like electrikes and stuff like that pop up in other biomes more frequently and have rarer Pokemon spawn more commonly but still uncommonly in weather mm-hmm. affected areas you know what i mean yeah the wording for the second bullet point kind of confused me and i saw it confusing a couple other people online it says you'll notice greater variety appears over time and at different rates which sounds like the longer you spend somewhere the more chance you have of things appearing but like that's hmm. not how spawns work in this game which is why it kind of confused me. Do they mean like it'll track use in a given area? And if there's more people playing in like a greater amount in any given area, more spawns will have it around them in real time. That's the confusion. Maybe that's the way it's read, or maybe we're reading too much into it. I mean, if we weren't reading too much into it, what else could this say? I mean, how else could you interpret this? Do you think? I think they're trying, they might just be trying to make a general statement saying, Hey, there's going to be better stuff. That just happens. Mm -hmm. And this is their way of saying it because otherwise, if it does track like overall impact in the area, all this is going to do is increase, you know, metropolitan gameplay even more while rural gameplay gets kind of left to the side because less people are going to be in the area. I suppose. But if it happens quick enough, right? If it if it's that great of an effect from people playing, this could mean that rural players going out for a walk and playing. That means that they will see more Pokemon all the same. It all depends on what they really mean. That's why I was saying this statement right there is a little bit strange. 
Okay. Misleading, maybe. Well, the last bit, certain areas such as parks and nature reserves will now contain more varied Pokemon species. It's pretty self-explanatory. That one makes more sense. Yeah, so, that one's great. That's just it's yeah. just a positive. Yeah, at parks and stuff like that, it'll be it'll be more than just like the six given species of Pokemon that you're used to seeing in that biome. It'll be more <laughs> diverse. It might be like ten different types or even more. Like we have no idea what that means, but parks and nature reserves, which is rad in my opinion, because nature reserves can either be full of Pokestops or have zero Pokestops. Yep. So I'm hoping that even if it has zero Pokestops, that the spawns will at least be more interesting. So besides all of this stuff, you might be wondering, with all this Generation 4 news, there has to be an APK that goes with it, right? But Chris, last week you guys covered an APK. There couldn't be a new one right away, could there? <laughs> well, that's where all of us were wrong in general, because we just got a huge new APK that you can actually download on Android right now and is rolling out slowly to people as we speak. So in the next few days, even iOS should have it. So lowly old iOS user me should be getting it soon enough here. Should have stuck with Android. <laughs> yeah, recently, listeners, I don't think I said anything, but I, I did switch to iPhone, and I was mo mostly doing it because it was time for an upgrade. I wanted to give one of the new iPhones a, a try, and AR Plus was going to be a really rad thing to play with, but, well, you'll see why. I'm a little bit bummed about that. Anyway, APK 0.123.1 and then 2 right after it was doing some bug fixes on this, but they're not really notable at the time. So the official patch notes for this huge patch is... Pokemon originally discovered in the Sinnoh region are arriving in Pokemon Go. So buckle up your seatbelts, ladies and gents, because Generation 4 is upon us. It's not active yet, but it's going to start rolling out soon because it's in the notes. So here we go. Next, Pokemon Go AR Plus is now available on select Android devices. How, how, do, you, how do you feel about that, Chris? I'm happy for everybody that gets to use AR Plus. <laughs> um, I really am. I, I am. I mean, I wanted the upgrade anyway, so it's not a complete failure, I suppose, on my end. Just a partial one. Um, <laughs> no, AR Plus is really rad, and AR Core is the name of the AR technology on Android devices. Um, so you'll need to download that as a separate thing on the App Store in order to get AR Plus to work with your phones. And then after this patch comes out, you can it takes the place of the old AR. And if you're not familiar with AR Plus, take some time to go online and familiarize yourself with it because it's way different than just a regular AR that you're used to. Let me just say that after Chris explained some of it to me, some of his adventures over the last day, I was just like, I don't know if I want to try that right now. Yeah. Regular AR makes my phone very upset. We'll have to see. There's a whole list of supported devices on the article that we're going to be linking in the show notes for this. So go take a look and see if your phone is on there. But basically, if you have an Android running device that's less than three or around three years old or so um, or more recent than that, you should be fine as long as it's fully updated to the newest version of whatever operating system that you're running on. It was there was a wide range of devices. There was like 12 different types. So Google Pixel, Samsung, you know, your HTC phones, your OnePluses, everything was on there. So you, you should be good to go, but I would still double check just in case. And then there were some reported accounts of people getting AR Plus to work on a non-supported phone, albeit it didn't work very well, but it did work. Next up, friend requests and gift notifications will now stack. Not entirely sure what that means does that mean oh, okay because that... <laughs> okay i was like wait i was gonna ask you so okay 
here's what I think. Here's what I think, Kyle. So you know how it pops up for gift notifications like this person opened up your gift and that's like the increased friendship with this person. It's like this person opened up your gift and then it you know, on and on and on. I think it'll just show you maybe like a list of names since the oh, last please, time you logged in. Please, if that's the case, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then probably the same for friend requests. I'm not like inundated with friend requests all the time. So I'm not yeah. quite sure if that's an issue, but I, I assume that it works similarly. I, think I understand the friend request one because with my rating lately, I've been adding more people. And when you get a friend request, it puts their name on that list with the accept button. And then if you get another one, it goes right below it. And then another one and another one. At one point, I had four friend requests to accept taking up the whole page. Oh, my so, gosh. Oh, yeah, that's quite the thing. So that's why people change their codes if they're a popular person that puts their code out there. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Well, that's cool that they'll stack now. So that's that's really rad. Basically, lastly, for the official notes here, before we dive into all the code divey stuff, you can now select multiple Pokemon at a time when preparing to battle at a gym or participate in a raid battle. Quality of life features. Yes, this, this one is huge. This one is huge. So if you guys have ever gotten into a gym battle or a raid battle and you're like, man, this entire suggested team is not what I'm looking for at all. And you're like, I want to change all of these. And you have like, I want to throw six Zapdos in against this water type Pokemon I'm trying to battle. And you have to go and hit the first spot, scroll down to your Zapdos or, you know, Sorpime or whatever. Click on one. And then it takes you back to the list. Click on the second spot. Do them one at a time. Now you can just go into the select thing and just like your mass transferring, click and hold and tap the six you want to do and then hit go and it'll throw all six of those into your battle party instead. Oh, that's such a great feature. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's rad. That's really cool. Are you excited about this next thing here, Kyle? You want to talk about it? <laughs> you mean all of the new moves we've got coming out? Yeah. Oh my I don't know. Gosh. You're 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 really big with the with the main series games. You've played just about every generation, right? So I have. I figured that these might be exciting for you. They're exciting for me. I mean, it's exciting because there's new moves, but there's a lot of them, guys. It's true. So, 18 new moves have been added to the code. Bear with me. Meteor Mash. Come on, guys. How many times have we been over this one? <laughs> I don't think I'm we surprised. need to say it again. I'm surprised it's even Day. on this list. Like. I don't know why it's here. I thought all of the info was already in the game, like completely. But yeah, I guess just not. about. I, I think the only thing that was left was its its like final tag. I don't know. It's in this list. So hey, rest one we got Skull Bash, Acid Spray, Earth Power, Crab Hammer, which I believe we also talked about two weeks ago when Shiny Krabby came out. Maybe that's going to be a thing for Krabby. That'll be nice. It'd be amazing. Lunge, Crush Crawl, Octazooka. Just going to hold there for a moment because I love that name. Octazooka? Octazooka. It's just... Yeah. It's, I think it's mostly <laughs> only for Octillery, isn't it? I mean, absolutely. But, yeah. like, that's a... I love that name so much. Mirror Shot, Fell Singer... Leaf Tornado, Leech Life, Drain Punch, Shadow Bone, Muddy Water, Blaze Kick, Ooh. Razor Shell, and Superpower. I'm really excited for Blaze Kick. If I'm not wrong, Muddy Water was Marsh Dom's, like signature move, but I could be completely wrong on that one. It sounds very familiar, though. It happened with Swampert. And, Swampert, uh, I'm sorry. That's Mud Mudkip's yes. line. I think that was one of them. Muddy. Well, it, it was similar to 
it was like a move that they introduced and they were like, here's dual typing and this is how it's going to kind of work. So we have this water ground type, like muddy water. That's like surf, but with like rocks in it. <laughs> yeah, surf, but with rocks. I mean, seriously, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. Um, I'm really excited for Blaze Kick because that is Blaziken's signature move. Yes. But it's it's also, you know, it applies to a lot of other Pokemon, but it came into the game with Blaziken. There were also references added in this code to all of the Sinnoh Pokemon, so ranging from Turtwig, who's number 387, to Arceus, number 493. So it's going to be a huge, huge generation. I'm very excited. Uh, next little piece, there's a spot for your Sinnoh badge and your Pokedex that just sits there after patching. Don't mind that until it fills out. It'll be great. And there's some additional background tracking modes. So there's going to be one for Egg Hatch, Buddy Candy, and then a weekly fitness report. So this kind of like goes in with what we were talking last week about that weekly fitness stuff and other things going to be happening in the background. I'm not quite sure what Egg Hatch and Buddy Candy are going to be. I think maybe it's going to be able to handle the egg hatching uh, when you're not looking at your phone to tap your screen. Tap through it, yeah. Or maybe if the fitness stuff that's going to be coming out works with the app closed it'll work like that so you could Mm -hmm. potentially still get your egg hatching your buddy candy going and stuff like that that's true yeah and then the weekly fitness report is self-explanatory yeah (laughs) yeah for whatever that means we don't know any details about it but there it is additionally the cries from melton and its quote-unquote evolution were added they're slated as 891 and 892 although that's probably not their official pokedex numbers because we're not entirely sure <laughs> what they are yet they're just placeholders as the time it, for, for the time being uh, and there's a new asset for a box called local box it's pink it's got some neat blue lines on it i don't know what that could be local box I, I, do you have any ideas i've none for this i've got nothing that's a very specific thing too yeah i mean it could be events maybe you know uh, like if you go to let's just say we go to go fest next year right and uh they have like a, a go fest box that you can buy while you're there in addition to it that's more well groomed for the event itself you know what i mean some interesting naming convention oh i guess you know if there's an event going on and stuff like that mm-hmm. for accounts that have been flagged for it yeah, I mean, they already have that tech in the game to, to flag accounts for things. So it's possible they can make that box just available to them. But you know what? We're just speculating. So whatever. Not entirely sure. Anyway, that's pretty much it for the news there. That's a lot of stuff in this APK. That is so much. I think I'm mostly looking forward to these new moves, to be completely honest, because that basically implies like a huge shakeup in the tier list for DPS and stuff. We're hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. Are you looking forward to anything in particular or? In the moves? No, nothing particular. I'm really hoping Meteor Mash is going to be awesome, but I don't think anyone has run the numbers on it yet. I mean, we don't really know what it's going to be yet, so we're not entirely sure, but yeah. Let's go into gear up where we talk a little bit about Metagross and that family. So speaking of Meteor Mash, coming up in just eight days from the time we're recording this is going to be Belden Community Day. Really excited for this one. I'm guessing a lot of you guys are as well, considering the last two community days have been a little bit boring, not as uh, relevant, maybe. Was Chikorita Day really that boring with all the Meltan stuff? When you when you consider everything surrounding it, it wasn't. But when you consider Chikorita as a Pokemon, 
it's kind of boring. Yeah, that's that's fair. But Baldum, Baldum's an interesting Pokemon. So this week we're going to be talking about how you can optimize your Baldum community day. And obviously the first and foremost you want to do is pick a place to go. Generally, you don't want to be traveling too much because travel time means you're not catching. And with how much is spawning, you want to be catching the entire time. Great options are going to be your local parks. You know the ones, the ones that have, you know, four or five Pokestops all with a lap around the field. Those are fantastic. But you can also go to metropolitan areas, places that you could potentially drive. And if you're not really active in the game, you can also use like a Go Plus. I've talked to a few people they have like a perfect 10-minute route they can drive around and just want to click their Go Plus for three hours. I don't know why they wanted to do that, but it's an option. That's a pretty common thing. I'm not a big fan of driving during communities. I like it not walking. Yeah. Although, to be fair, we are now into October. It's going to be cold. It's probably going to be pretty cold if you live in those areas for uh, where the weather gets cold. Right now, we've had a crazy swing in weather where we're at. So it's almost freezing outside right now. I'm a fan. It's like 50 degrees. And it's oh, I wonderful. love this weather, but doesn't lend too well for Pokemon Go. That's true. The next thing you're going to want, Pinat Berries. This one goes without saying, because unlike the last two events, Beldum's a really rare Pokemon. You're going to want to get as many Beldum candy as possible, whether he's meta relevant or not, because he may be one day. Get all of the Beldum candy, pin up all the Beldums. Don't be like me on Tyranitar Day, who didn't pin up a single one because I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, I didn't think about it for like half of that day. And then at the yeah. end of the day, I figured it out. We still walked away with like, you know, 300 I mean, or yeah. 600. I mean, I walked away with, you know, two Smackdown Tyranitars, but it would have been nice to have more. And then the next two are going to be really self-explanatory. Make sure you have storage space. You don't want to be transferring Pokemon in the middle of Community Day. Because that's just a, a bummer. And you also want to make sure you have enough Pokeballs. <laughs> the lifeblood of this game. Pokeballs. <laughs> Obviously, Remember, if you're going... <laughs> look, don't want to talk about it. Remember on Chikorita Day, Kyle, when you ran out of Pokeballs? And you're just sitting there walking around. You're like, I'm not even going to check anything. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I was prepared, too. Yeah, it's true. Just remember, I mean, like you're going to be catching if you're if you're catching for all three hours, you should expect to try to catch at least 300 Beldum if you're going straight the entire time. And so if you're going to throw one Pokeball perfectly every single time, that's already 300 Pokeballs. But let's be honest with ourselves. We don't all throw Pokeballs perfectly. And especially with a Pokemon like Beldum, that will not be an easy one throw catch, most likely. You're going to want to have some high tier Pokeballs like Great Balls and Ultra Balls if you can save them. And you're going to want to have multiple Pokeballs per catch if possible in case you miss. So long story short, keep saving. You've got a week. And lastly, community days are one of the best places you can use up your star pieces and your lucky eggs. Even without boosted experience like we had from the previous event, you're still going to catch a lot of Pokemon. And that really adds up quickly when you consider the boost from Lucky Eggs and Star Pieces. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be about it for Baldwin Community Day, unless you had anything else to add? No, I think that's pretty much it. That's that's kind of like my basic strategy for just about every Community Day. I, I try to take into account whatever the special bonus is going to be for that Community Day as well. The one for Beldum. It's going to be quarter hatch distance. 
quarter hatch distance. Okay, so that one I don't ever really invest into. I just yeah, make that's... sure I have, you know, my incubators there. But, you know, it, not much you can it's do. Like, yeah, okay. Make sure your incubators are empty if you're really serious about this. I've never walked a large amount on community day. Sure, I'm constantly moving, but I'm also constantly stopping. Yeah, I don't know. I think we've walked like a maximum of three miles. So like about five kilometer distance worth. Yeah. So, you know, you can, if you have incubators ready, you can hatch some eggs with that quarter distance in super incubators. It adds up. So the only other thing I have to mention is that the psychic event ends tomorrow. It'll probably, it'll have already ended by the time this episode gets uploaded. Expect to see a Halloween slash fall event starting very soon. Whether that entails the release of the Gen 4 starters, like we mentioned earlier, or as I keep hoping, it's going to be a dark ghost event with a shiny ghastly please niantic please i need it we all need it man don't go too crazy on Beldum day where you can't catch anything if a new event starts so it's always just good to keep that forethought in mind i am really hoping my fingers are crossed that it's at least ghost themed if not ghost and dark like it's gotta be ghost themed come on it's halloween i'm just keeping the positive vibes yeah because i know if it does happen then i've got to stress about getting a shiny ghastly so uh yeah just... but ghastly show up a lot i don't know why but i i've seen a lot of them because it's as far as i'm aware basically the only ghost type gen one so yeah but i, I don't know like i see a lot of so i see a lot of ghastlies during the day but i see a lot of shepherds and duskulls at night and not really ghastlies. i don't see any of them maybe one or two a day or night it's usually like if you ever get up at like 6 a.m uh they're up and excuse out me during <laughs> what time what time was that is, is that a time <laughs> if you're ever up like really early like 4 a.m to about 7 a.m that's usually when like most of the ghost pokemon are out and about like like uh, or or lunatones oh i forgot to mention that <laughs> oh no why didn't you stop me so oh i for okay so i caught a lunatone this week dang it it's just it's just a shame oh, to imagine I'm, it this I'm late in the show so, i'm so upset now i know we're like what like almost an hour into this show we're about 50 minutes into the show or whatever and <laughs> call lunatone this week um yep sure did and finally checked that off the list that's exciting you know what i was like my entire plan all week because i was like stressing about not catching that shiny drowsy for my goal i was like at least i can say i caught a lunatone and then it came to talk about it and i caught that shiny drowsy and poor lunatone just fell off my list completely oh i feel so guilty oh no <sighs> anyway. it's okay we remembered let's it's time for the palate cleanser it's it's time for poke lore let's let's, let's get into that since Ness isn't here today, I'm going to be taking over for Pokalore. And this week, with the Community Day coming up, we're going to take a look at the Beldum family, which includes Beldum, the Iron Ball Pokemon, Meetang, the Iron Claw Pokemon, and Metagross, the Iron Leg Pokemon. Starting to see a bit of a theme here. Yeah, yeah. So Beldum is a robotic Pokemon that has a long body with a set of claws sticking out of its rear end. It has one leg a red eye in the center of its nearly spherical head, which is set into a ball and socket joint at its front end. A short crest projects its body and extends over its head. Even though Baldum is a mechanical creature, it still has emotions, the need to eat, and a way of reproducing. Baldum's body lacks blood and is instead made of cells that are all magnets, 
It uses magnetism to move, communicate, and control its attacks. Beldum sometimes gather in swarms, communicating with each other telepathically and magnetically, and moving in sync. Beldum is scarce in the wild, but it tends to inhabit areas with rugged terrain. It anchors itself to a cliff using its hooks when it sleeps. Yeah. Which is adorable. Yeah. That's like... I like that yeah. image. Just... <laughs> just like just, 50 of them hanging just, like a... They're all just side. sticking straight out of the mountain. Just... Yeah. Big old one eye closed. Oh, adorable. Meetang is a robotic Pokemon with teal metallic skin. It has a disc-shaped body with a pair of flat gray spikes on either side towards the rear. A jet cannot scratch Meetang due to its strong body. There is a gray spike in the middle of its face, similar to a nose. (laughs) (laughs) A pair of red eyes reside in two holes in its metallic skin. While it appears to lack legs, it has a pair of thick arms with three claws on the ends. The arms are considerably thicker below the elbow and have a flat, blunt protrusion extending over the joint. It is able to rotate its arms backwards in order to travel at speeds over 60 miles per hour, which for people who don't use that archaic system is 100 kilometers an hour. Well, what a nice round number. And its claws are able to rip through steel. Meetang forms when two beldums fuse together. A magnetic nervous system joins the brains of these two Pokemon. This linkage allows Meetang to generate a strong psychokinetic power, though it does not increase its intellect. This Pokemon's high intelligence and strong magnetic field are other sources of powerful psychic energy. In addition to generating psychic power, its magnetism allows Meetang to hover in the midair. This Pokemon lives in rough terrains. It pursues nose paths, loving its magnetic minerals. Um, so sad Ness isn't here now. <laughs> well, I mean, not really, because I, I'm not sure if that means that it like hunts them down and eats them. Or Maybe. Uh, hey, the, the Pokemon world is not nearly as innocent nice as people it. may. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lastly is Metagross. Metagross is a massive robotic Pokemon with turquoise, disc-shaped body, and four legs. The main body appears to serve as both head and body, and this Pokemon's overall construction gives the appearance of a mechanized arachnid. It uses its heavy body to pin down its prey before consuming them with its large mouth. Ah, there it is. (laughs) A large metallic cross is situated in the center of its face. On either side of the cross, a red eye appears out from a space in Metagross's metallic armor. Its four legs are joined to the main body by ball and socket joints. While the upper portion of the legs is relatively thin, they are considerably thicker below the knee. Each leg has three short claws on the end and a flat, blunt protrusion extending over the knee. The legs can be tucked in, allowing Metagross to float in the air. Which is really rad, because I think it does that for its attack in the game. I think so. Yeah. Or if, yeah. And it kind of looks a little bit like a Frisbee, because its, it's legs all point <laughs> out with some spikes going out. Frisbees. That's a fair That's a fair way of putting it, yeah. Metagross is the result of two Meetangs fusing together. This gives Metagross four brains in total, all connected by a complex network of neurons. Because of these complex connections and the number of brains, this Pokemon is capable of performing complex calculations and is more intelligent than a supercomputer. Ooh. It uses its intelligence to analyze its opponents during battle. This Pokemon can also be found in rough terrain. Sounds like a tough boy, for sure. I just I love sometimes when you're reading Pokemon descriptions, as you get farther along, you can sort of see like 
where the designers looked to their six-year-old kid and asked, hey, what do you think of this? <laughs> and then they just give them the suggestion. Yeah, he's smarter than a supercomputer, dad. I guess so. I, like, I, just, like, I oh. always love that. I think also a a design uh, thing for evolution is just kind of like, what if we put two of these together? Yeah, it works so yeah. good for Metagross, though. Like, oh, but it definitely does, and it works really well for Magnemite and Magneton too. As ridiculous yes. as that might sound, um, so before I get into the stats, I just want to say I think Metagross is a superbly designed Pokemon. Ever since I saw him, I was like ten years old when I had Generation Three game. Just he's such a cool looking Pokemon. And it's such a logical progression as he evolves. And I love to see that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the design as well. I, I think uh, the shiny form looks really rad uh, that we talked about last week. So you guys can be excited for that for this upcoming community day. He's got like a gold X. He's silver instead of blue. Yes. It's yes. Really, it's very, it's a beautiful Pokemon for sure. On to his stats though. He's got a max CP of 3637 makes him a pretty big boy Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be a bit of a monster a respectable attack and defense stat of 257 and 247 respectively obviously this is probably going to get shaken up in a little bit take it with a grain of salt yeah currently as a psychic steel type the best movesets you can get are either bullet punch and flash cannon for steel or zen headbutt and psychic for psychic type but let's face it done this again it's gonna be meteor mash the best <laughs> moveset is gonna be bullet punch and meteor mash he's already the best steel type attacker in the game meteor mash is likely going to put him even higher up on that tier list and it might even make him one of the top generalist attackers in the game we're gonna it's have possible. to wait and see yeah i mean bullet punch and flash cannon is it, it really really up there already as far as just flat dps uh i mean in the, in the stab he gets bonus out of that because it's steel type is fantastic meteor mash is steel type yes yeah so it's that's gonna be really awesome cool yeah that's i mean you guys have a lot to look forward to this next weekend so if you don't already have plans you should try to make them you know call off work get your friends together do what you got to do get out there this is not gonna be a community day that you want to miss kyle thanks for running through that thank you Onto the Poke Poll. So last week's question was, what sort of Halloween event would you like to see this year in Pokemon Go? Terry Wolf said, shiny ghastly and ghost and dark types with the release of Gen 4 ghost types. He is on the same vein that the rest of us are on. Good man, Terry. Good man. Absolutely. Good call. Uh, From Daxley, double candy again. Maybe 1.5 Stardust for all ghost and dark types. Shiny ghastly line and release of Gen 4. Again, there we go. I agree. Um, I forgot that they did double candy last I year. I did too. Now that I remember, yeah. that was just fantastic. It was quite the event. There was like a lot of a lot of things that were happening during that event. So hopefully there's going to be tons and tons of stuff because I would love to just get out there and grind for two weeks or whatever. Jacket K has he had a three tweet response. So here it goes. Got to keep the longtime tradition of making everything double candy best part of the event they could even make trading worth double candy and after getting a taste of it during the trading event i know that would be amazing and of course have the ghost type spawns all over the place with a couple new shiny as for what they'll be well there's only two lines of ghost pokemon that don't have their shinies out yet i'm not going to complain if they were p history and give us some gen 4 my first shiny was a good ivy shiny dust skull and it would make my month if i could finally evolve to a point where it'd be useful in battle so that'd be dusk dusk and then dusk 
we get dusk noir in generation four we too, do right that is part uh, of generation yeah. four all right uh, also not going to complain if they throw dark type spawns into the pool they deserve the love too very true Alex said, I would like them to roll out Gen 4 by doing like a two or three day raid event for the first ghost type legendary Giratina and some temporary increased ghost spawns. But in reality, they'll probably just roll out increased ghost spawns for a day with the possibility of shiny ghastly. To be honest, I'm okay with either of those. Yeah. So, um, and then lastly, Robert Matthews said, I would like to see it incorporate the legendary ghost type into raids. It's Giratina. Not just a simple ghost increase spawns. Also, Halloween costumes and other Pokemon than Pikachu. That has gotten old, in my opinion. <laughs> Please, uh, no. You're, yeah, you're not going to find any disagreements among us here. Let's let's do something else. And then he, he linked a couple of things to, like, some starters in, you know, Halloween outfits and stuff yes, like that. Yes, so, I've seen I, those. That art. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be into some of that. I would be very surprised if Niantic did that, though. Because it is a little more... I hate to say it, effort than putting a hat on the Pokemon. Yeah, it's also like fan arty, you know? Yeah. It's a little bit different. Um, thanks for writing in, guys. We really appreciate it. Again, you can respond to these Pokepolls on Facebook or Twitter or email in to us. This week's Pokeball question is going to be How have you been preparing for Generation 4? Any special Pokemon ready for evolution? Are you hoarding Stardust? Or are you just leveling up in general? How are you preparing for Generation 4? Uh, Kyle, what are you doing? Um, I got most of my Generation 4 preparation out of the way with the Kanto event. My main one is Rhyperior. I think I've got a 92 Rhyhorn that I'm waiting to evolve because I'm hoping to potentially trade for a lucky one that's better before it comes out. Okay. Like like I know you have. You yes. like to point out at every point. Yes, it's true. Uh, hey, Kyle, have I mentioned that I have a lucky ride on that's maxed out? That's eighty nine. <laughs> think I think I've mentioned. No, that you didn't. Before. Oh well. Other than that, nothing, nothing special for me. I've got that. You know, I've got a magma zone ready. I've got like a ninety six magneton. Wow, I'm actually jealous of that. I, I don't have a good IV magna magna ton I can do for magma zone. So, I think I'm selling for like an eighty seven percent or something like that. Um, anything else or? Just those guys, notably. No, just just those guys. Maybe with whatever event comes up, I'll be able to grind enough to get to level 36, I think, is where I'm going towards. Yeah, yeah. I think you're like 1.3 mil away from that. Yep. Yeah. So in addition to the Rhyperior that I called out, I'm looking at currently my 91 IV Lucky Mammoth Swine that's maxed out. I'm really excited. Well, he's a Pillow Swine, but I'm, I want him to be a Mammoth Swine. He's already <laughs> named Mammoth Swine. Of course. I'm so excited for this guy to just like evolve right away. So here's one thing though, is like as soon as they unlock and start adding all these generation four Pokemon, I'm wondering how they're going to roll out the evolutions. Are they just going to let us do the evolutions of things we currently have right away? Or are they just going to we'll have to see? Because um, I know with, with Rhyperior, at least in the games, he required a, an item, a held item. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they roll that out. I think Electivire and Magmortar were also item-based evolutions. Yeah, a, a vast majority of evolutions in Generation 4 of existing Pokemon were like that. Licky Licky was like that, too, I think. Dusk, Dusk Noir is going to be like that. So will Porygon Z. Mamoswine uh, and uh, we just talked. Magnezone will not mm -hmm. need anything special. I thought Magnezone did. No. 
definitely. Porygon Z does. Porygon Z does. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, so uh, go ahead and feel free to write in, guys. Again, the question is, how are you preparing for Generation 4? This could be like Pokemon that you're getting ready, you know, any strategies that you're doing if you're hoarding Stardust for leveling up or whatever. Uh, go ahead and send those into mail at gocastpodcast.com or respond to those questions when they're posted on our Facebook page or on our Twitter account. Speaking of emails, let's get into a few emails here. First one's from Ash Prosser. Good afternoon, guys. How has your week been in Pokemon Go? Unfortunately for me, we've had several severe floods in my area this week, so I haven't been able to go out and play. That's what you get for living in the valley. Haha, <laughs> that's a really good attitude. I hope everything's okay there. Yeah, I emailed Ash back right away and said, I, I hope everything's fine. He said that, you know, like uh, shops and stuff were, were shut down, but largely everybody and everybody in his family were, were doing okay. So that's good to hear. Um, he said, for the Pokepole in this year's Halloween event, I would like to see an increase in Ghost and Dark type Pokemon, along with a few shinies added to the mix. Once more, give up the good work. You're knocking it out of the park. Ash, thanks so much for writing in. And again, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping Ghost and Dark type uh, increases. I mean, give the people what they want, Niantic. It seems pretty it's, universal. It's clear, yeah. Yeah. Next emails from Bryce here the second. Hi, all. I'm with Kyle on the IV topic. Since Mewtwo has a floor of 10 for its IV attack... That uh, means that means that the difference between a 15 and 10 only causes a 1.6 difference in damage. Being only a level 30, I don't experience any noticeable difference between my best and worst Mewtwo. However, I do understand the pride associated with having a perfect Pokemon. Not really, though. I haven't encountered one yet. I'll keep you posted, though. Thanks to the awesome podcast. You will get your 100% on the most useless Pokemon. Trust me. It's going to be a my, Caterpie. You'll get, you'll my, get your 100% <laughs> Caterpie. What do you have any? You have a couple of hundred hundred percent. I have you? two of them now. That's it. What were they? Farfetched and Magikarp. See, there you go. Oh, the Magikarp so, will be a good Gyarados. Yeah. Um. So that one's exciting. My first one was a Clefable. I'm never going to use that ever. <laughs> not only is it a 100% Clefable, it's not even lucky. It's just a regular Clefable. Like, why would I ever do anything with that? <laughs> whatever uh and then we got another email it's from daxley and he's basically just saying hey so shout out to daxley for sending us a really nice email and uh he said he binged all of our episodes on spotify all of them so hey shout out to you man thanks for the kind words and for sending us your friend code yeah so if you guys go ahead and you want to you know be friends with us on pokemon go go ahead and feel free to shoot us your friend code if, if you're so inclined we like adding people and interacting with um, you know, listeners and stuff on Facebook and Twitter, but also just like sending gifts back and forth. You know, best we friends are like, always welcome. That's very true. I mean, XP for everybody. Go ahead and send any emails you may have to mail at gocastpodcast.com. It could be literally anything. If you want to talk to us about flooding in your area, that's cool. If you want to talk to us about your opinion on IV differences or whatever, just go ahead. We don't, we don't really care whatever it is i respond to just about every single email i take pride in doing so so don't be shy you can also go to our contact page that's on our website that's www.gocastpodcast.com there's a contact us page you can go there fill out a form it sends us an email from there if you don't remember while you're in your inbox you can just do it from the website directly follow us on twitter at gocastpodcast like us on facebook that's facebook.com forward slash the gocast podcast and before we get out of here, Kyle, you thought you were safe, didn't you? No. You thought. You thought. You thought wrong. Um, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm getting out my notebook here. What's your goal 
for, for next week. I've got more of a goal this week. Besides okay. not to botch our double best friends that I've got coming up. Okay. And not, if I do botch it, it's going to be Chris and Ness's fault, not mine. Not botch best friends. Okay. My real goal, I want to try and raid once a day this this week. Usually I only get to go out once during the week and use a bunch of raid passes. Going to see if I can try and just use my free raid passes. Okay. Even if it's just a one or two star raid, whatever I find. That's my goal. Okay. No XP goal? No nothing? No, not for that. Especially because I have the the two best friends. So that's 400,000 experience right there. I'm already, I'm already going to be doing good this week. Okay. All righty. For myself, I'm going to try to, uh, okay. Uh, you know me, lofty goals. So I'm also <laughs> going to try to not botch best friends with Kyle here. I have an ultra friend coming up tomorrow. Best friends with you in two days. Best friends with your girlfriend in six days. I think Ooh, I might be you. able to, I might be able to pull off, Level 39 by next episode, especially since we're gaining an extra day because we're going to be recording on Sunday instead of Saturday night. Yep. Hmm. So I'm going to try to hit level 39. And just to remind y'all of our goals for our shiny counts. <laughs> so you can hold <laughs> us accountable. <laughs> Kyle wants to get at least six. Ness wants to get at least nine. And I want to get more than 10. <laughs> I forgot oh, about these. It's going to be so good. I'm going to like be raking in shinies and you're just going to be over there. I'm going to be crying. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be heading out, I think, to Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. So if you guys are also going to be in the Chicago area and you want to meet up or whatever, hit us up on Twitter and or Facebook. We'd love to see you there in the area and uh, say hello or catch some Beldum with it. That'd be fun. Um, and that's pretty much it for episode 16. So we'll see you guys next week after Beldum Community Day. And if anything happens big with Generation 4, we'll drop stuff uh, information-wise on our Facebook and or our Twitter. And we'll talk about it there. We'll keep you guys in the loop. But until then, have a nice week. Catch all the Beldum you possibly can. And we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.